0: Anchor podcast. Anchor is one of a few different podcast marketing apps on the market today. And it is set up to be a one-stop shop for podcasting. In Anchor, you can do all your editing, your recording, and hosting either via the free cell phone app, iPad, computer, or online at anchor.fm. Anchor provides unlimited free hosting and there isn't any sort of limitation on the size of the file that you can upload. So it's fast, it's easy, and it's ready for you to use. In Anchor Podcast, like I said, you can edit, you can add music, messages, transition sounds. All of that is available on the app. So what are you waiting for? Download Anchor and start recording today. It's super user-friendly. I dare you to give it a try. What's up? What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Shishi Podcast and Vlog. I know you guys are always wonder why am I saying she she podcast and vlog I normally record you guys at the same time so one of you guys will see some of my fans will see the video version and some of you guys will see will hear the recorded version of a podcast and I do this for some people don't know how to actually look at YouTube or you got some people who prefer to be on podcast so anyway with that being said welcome 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 back what's up what's up what's up everyone and if you're liking this subscribe and share this podcast and vlog if you don't like it tell me what to change leave a rating response and tell me what's going on what would you like to hear what would you like for me to say but anyway with that being said let's get this going today what's going on with everyone how was your week (sighs) mine has been crazy so I started my new job I'm still counseling Um, counseling and doing what i do but i started a whole new gig and i'm telling you it has been challenging so far but i'm keeping it moving thanking god for a favor thanking god that he is all over my life because some people don't have what i have so i'm not going to take it for granted that i do have it but anyway with that being said i hope everyone's dealing and life is treating them good y'all you know what i'm telling (laughs) y'all I don't want to talk about COVID, but I'm so over it. So this week, um, I lost a close friend and one of my mentors lost uh, a family member and it was all to COVID. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I don't know how to feel about COVID anymore. I know how it affected me and my family, but of course we weren't dealing with the Delta variant. We were dealing with the first wave of COVID and I'm going to tell you, it hit us hard. And it hit me hard and I got people I know that are really dealing with this rough. And like I said, I I lost a close friend and I have, I I grieved yesterday. I meant to have my podcast and vlogged in yesterday, but I couldn't even think straight when I found out that she had passed away. So, and these people, you guys, they're not old, they're young. They're really young. So we have got to really, really figure out what works best for us. Is it the mask? Is it being vaccinated? What we need to do? I'm just ready for us to move forward without dealing with a pandemic and people being sick and dying. So every day I'm praying that we can move forward. And I don't know what new life will be like. I know things have changed. I know people have changed. Life for a lot of people have changed. Like I was listening to someone say on the radio, just how many family members they lost in the last year from COVID. Like people who live in the um, New York, New Jersey area. I'm just like, oh my goodness. So I tell you right now, if you're not waking up every day thanking God for life, you probably should start. If you're not waking up every day and really pursuing every bit of your dreams and goals, this is the time to start. Because you are not guaranteed or promised. And the Bible says I promise you long life. (sighs) But sometimes it just doesn't happen. But anyway, I didn't come on here to be all gloom and doom, so let's get this party started. Okay, so I got to tell you guys, I have been trying out new music, so I got to tell you what happened last week with the podcast. So I know I got on on social media and told you guys that the podcast was out, but it only went to Spotify. So let me explain myself what happened. I know you're going to be like, okay, you always got something to explain every week. I know I'm getting my life together, I promise. I know there's no excuses, but I'm learning and I'm growing as I go, so... Let me tell you. So I, I did this song that you can pull you can pull music through Spotify from Anchor. So that's what I did. But the problem was when you do that, they only send it through um, Spotify as podcasts. So I didn't know that. So the whole time I kept like after it didn't go through Monday, it went on none of the other podcast uh, platforms. So I start emailing Anchor, getting in touch with their support system. Like, where's my podcast? And sure enough, they explained to me what happened. By this time, is going on Wednesday, so I'm like, okay, I did this podcast Monday. It has not distributed, so I had to go back in, delete everything I did. I was thankful I was able to keep the podcast and then use their regular intro versions. So when I do music, it only goes to Spotify. If I do their regular intro vers- uh, intro music that they do for um, really plain and simple. And it's not what I wanted. I was really so excited to use Spotify's music at the beginning of my podcast. So anyway, with that being said, I lived and learned a lesson. So I know what to do different this week and not have the same mistake as last week. So you guys will be able to get this podcast on time like it should be happening. But anyway, moving forward, let's get this party started. Let me talk about what I got on here to discuss with you guys. So I have been dealing with um, a lot of my patients relationship issues marital issues and i'm gonna tell you guys right now it has been really crazy and and it's to the point that i'm questioning what is really going on in the world when it comes to marriage now we all know that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and what god loves the enemy hates so we all know that but my whole thing is why (laughs) i feel like every client i get has got relational issues So I want to get on here and talk about, there was a lady in the Bible, her name is Tamar. Some people might call her Tamar, however you want to say it, but it's out of Genesis chapter 38. And I was reading up on her, studying her this way because I was looking at relational issues and how it deals and affects with people. Now, I want you guys to know I've been married for 22 years. I've known my husband since second grade. And yes, I love that man. Don't play. That is my heart. He's my favorite human. And... That's the baby. Okay. All right. You get it. So anyway, when it comes to him, I know that I can turn up easy. I'll pray the most. I can cry the most whenever it comes to my man. But I'm seeing that with relationships today, people don't know how to get a resolution. It's almost like we're always turned up, but no one knows what to do to calm down and, and fix the relationship. Okay. So in this story... Tamar was chosen for Judah's son, um, Judah's oldest son. Um, Let me go back to the beginning. Okay, so it's Genesis chapter uh, 38, verses one through, let me go down, one through, oh, it says 30. Okay, so Genesis 1, chapter 38, one through 30. And I'm not gonna get on here and read the whole chapter for you because I know that's not what you guys came on here for. But I wanna talk to you about how she was, how she was kind of prostituted through the family. And I know you're gonna be like, what? I know. Okay, let me just start off. So Judah got a wife for his son. He had three sons, okay? Okay, so the first son's name was Er, E-R, Er, okay? And he got a wife for her. Her name was Tamar. Okay, so I'm bringing this up because Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death. Okay, now I want you to hear that the Lord put him to death. She didn't kill him, but the Lord put him to death. Okay, so Judah said to Onan, the second son, sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. So they didn't have a family together, The Tamar and her first husband, which was the brother. Ur's Ur, which was the first, you know, the son. So then she had to go marry Onan, which was the brother of Ur, and she had to sleep with him. But, okay, now he had to do this because they didn't have any offspring together, her, Tamar, and a brother Ur. So when I was reading this, I was like, so you're trying to tell me. So back then, in those days, If there was not any offspring produced, like a seed for the son, for the name to follow through, she had to go be with the brother so the first seed, the descendants would be able to flow down. You guys are getting kind of what I'm saying? So she had to go back and be with the brother. Now I want to ask you ladies, ask you guys, what would you do if you were living back then? What would you do if you had to be passed to the brother? Yeah, you heard me. So you already with the, you know, one of the brothers, but now you got passed down to the other brother because you did not have any offspring with him. Okay. Now she's married to Onan, which is the second brother, the second oldest son. Okay. But Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he would sleep with his brother's wife, he made sure that he would not get her pregnant. So in the words today, we pulled out. I understand. I know y'all know what I'm talking about now. Okay, get it. All right. So that way he made sure he was not providing any offspring for his brother. All right. Now she already didn't have any offspring with the first brother, but she did get them with the second brother. So the Lord thought in the Lord's eyes, this was wicked. So the Lord put him to death. All right. Now. So now Judah had a third son, but the third son was real young. So the daughter-in-law, which was Tamar, had to live as a widow in the father's household until the youngest son, his name was Shelah, would grow up. So the father was like, go back and stay in your father's household. You don't have to stay here. And when Shelah grows up, we'll come for you. We'll let you know y'all get married. Okay, now hear what I said. She was married to all this brother, which was her She was passed down to the second brother, which was Onan, and now she has to wait in mourning as a widow for the third brother to grow up. That way they could have a seed passed down. This is how it was back in the Bible days. This is in the Old Testament Genesis. Get it? Okay. Now I'm telling you guys this because we as women, we wonder why sometimes Life is dealt to us so hard and wrong, but I look at women today and I'm not saying that some of us are not going through a lot. I'm not saying that some of us are not having it hard, but could you imagine being Tamar? Could you imagine that you married the oldest brother thinking that we would have babies and everything would go right, but the Lord thought he was wicked. So he put him to death and then you get married to the second brother and you're thinking like, oh, okay, I'm going to give him a baby so i can out of this curse of this family. I can move on with life. No, that's not what happened. So then, because the Lord saw him wicked and and the Lord thought he was wicked in his eyes, so the Lord put him to death. So now she is sent to her father's house and and she is to wait. Now, okay, now she's waiting for the youngest brother to grow up. So in between this time, she finds out that the youngest brother grows up. But in the meantime, the, the mother has died. And the father never ever came and got Tamar for the youngest brother. So she just sitting there waiting in mourning. So what she does is she goes off and finds out. Now, like I said, this is when the father's wife has died. This is a whole like episode of drama, right? So the father, so which would have been Tamar's mother in law, which was Ur's mother, Onan's mother, she passes away. So the father who was Judah has um goes in mourning. Even though Shelah grows up, Shelah is never sent to Tamar to marry, to bring in offspring. So she's like, once again, off of this curse to go be married, to have some kids, okay? So I want you guys to understand one thing. Back in the Bible days, if we go back in through the in through the books of the Bible, it was a curse for women who could not conceive and have kids, especially sons, especially sons. So we look at women today who are already struggling to To have offspring, women who cannot even um, get pregnant. And women who can get pregnant are always miscarriage. Could you imagine living that life back then as well? And I look at women today, how strong and resilient we are. And anyway, I'm getting off topic, but I can't imagine. So I'm going to keep going. So, for she saw that Sheila had grown up, but she had not been given to him as a wife. So she goes and portrays herself as this prostitute on the road and th- to get back at Judah, Judah, which is her father-in-law because he never ever sends for her to get with Sheila, the uh, youngest son. Okay. So what she did was not realizing that he didn't realize because she wore this veil that she was his daughter-in-law. He sleeps with her. Well, and, in between that time, the his, with him sleeping with her, they she gets pregnant with twins, I know twins. so after he finds out that she's pregnant, now she's supposed to be still sitting somewhere in mourning, okay, so girlfriend's not not moving on with life. she sits somewhere in mourning, and she can't move on. You never Jude, Judah never sent for her to marry the youngest son, Sheila, so she's like just sitting there like, "What am I supposed to be doing?" and then finds out the boy is old enough, but you didn't never come get me. Okay, this is not a whole other episode. So moving forward, she sleeps with him, gives him twins, gives him twins. He doesn't know that he slept with her. So he finds out that the girl is pregnant. And so he sends for her to be killed, stoned to death. Okay, yeah, right? Like, you did not do nothing wrong, but we're going to stone her. Okay. All right, so when he finds out that he was the one that slept with her, he is like shocked. He's shook. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Because if people find out, he's going to be shamed. But not only is this girl pregnant by him, he doesn't know, but also, too, he's going to have her stoned. So then she has to confront and let him know that, hey, these were your kid. These are your kids. I slept with you. Okay, so he doesn't know this. So he's trying to um, he's trying to find out who this woman was because he for her to sleep with him he gave her what was it a i'm trying to think what it was he gave her he gave her his cord and seal so back in that day that was like that was real important to men so he gave her the cord and seal when she slept with him so he's trying to get it back so he sends her a goat in replace of his cord and shield so he's looking for this woman so when he finds out because he like I said, he gave her the cord and shield, so he's sending to have her killed because she's um, she's pregnant. So she sends the cord and shield to her to her to him, uh, Judah, and Judah then knows that that's who he slept with. So then to keep the whole story hidden, the shame on him that he slept with his son's wife, he moves forward so don't nobody know. Okay, so now that she has two sons she moves on with life. He didn't want to be the laughing stock in town, right? So then um, when she was being bought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law that I am pregnant by the man who owns these. That's how he found out that she had his his cord and shield. All right, so when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys and she gave birth, one of them, um, which was a whole nother issue with the hand going out and who came out first. Now, I want to get back to why I'm telling you this so when I get back to let me go back in here okay I think I'm in the right place let me go back to where I'm going okay all right so now let me get back to what I'm saying I had wrote notes on this so I was just trying to give you guys the story so you can go back and read in Genesis chapter 38 1 through 30 it's it's a true story I tell you when I was reading it the other week and I had heard you know pastors preach on it people talk about it but I had never actually just read it so I went back reading and I was like oh my god Like this woman went through some stuff. This family was crazy, but the family wasn't crazy. The father was crazy, Judah, and he kept that woman prisoner as a widow. But anyway, so Tamar did not get what she expected from her marital relationship. It is difficult to imagine the pain, the heartbreak, betrayal, isolation, and episodes of psychological trauma That Tamar experienced. So now, now that we're talking about this, let's talk about the psychological trauma that a lot of women are facing in relationships today, let alone marital relationships today. How many of us got married thinking that marriage was going to be one way and it turned out another? How many of us thought we were going to get married to someone and they're trying to be somebody else? I'm telling you guys, it happens all the time. And as I'm counseling, I'm seeing that it's happening more and more and more. Okay, so Tamar's husbands were not chosen for her. Now, women, how turned up would you be if someone had to pick your man for you? How many of us can't even stand if somebody give us their opinion about the relationship or tell you that he's not the one for you? How many of you guys are ready to turn up then? That's a whole nother story, right? When we start talking about someone who was not meant to be in our lives, but we're still pursuing and chase them, even though you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, that person is not for you. So then when you start experiencing betrayal, heartbreak, isolations, and, and hello, psychological, psychological trauma and abuse, you're wondering why. Because you did not listen to people who told you that person was not for you. Now, in Tamar's instance, she was passed around through the family. The girl had to go off as a widow because the two sons had died because they didn't treat her right. God saw them wicked. And then Judah kept the youngest son from her because he was actually scared that his youngest son was going to die like the other ones did. She didn't kill the men. God saw them wicked. Okay. So her not only were her husbands chosen for her, she found herself in relationships That others orchestrated for her. So not only were they picked for her. They didn't work out. And she had to stay in isolation. She had to stay in the trauma and abuse of a family. Who were. I'm assuming since God thought they were wicked. Crazy. Yeah you heard me. All right, so. Tamar's marital failures. Were not her fault. Just like intergenerational curses. And trauma. Are not our fault. Without our permission, intergenerational curses and childhood trauma can force us to make the wrong marital and parenting decisions. Now, I'm going to tell y'all this. I was blessed, so blessed to be able to have so many kids. I, I mean, blessed. Lord knows I could get pregnant and have a baby. But the mental state I had from suffering so much trauma as a child, I know for a fact I wasn't ready. And when we keep passing down intergenerational curses and not dealing with them, we have got to stop and start dealing with the curses in the family. We got to stop keeping secrets. We have got to start telling what is going on. And let me tell you guys something. When you do that, all you guys are doing is keeping hurt, pain, and shame alive. That is all we're doing. That is it. It's doing nobody any good, but we still do it. I remember I used to tell my kids all the time, and I promise you, this was me. What goes on this house stays in this house. You better not go to school telling anybody what's going on in this house. And now that I think about that as they're grown, I'm just like, what was I thinking? But anyway, you don't want them out there telling your family's business. But still, that is how intergenerational curses are passed down. And I'm not not that we have stuff going on like that for my kids to go back and tell anyway, but those are some of the things that we do. Or how many of the people you know or you were sexually abused and traumatized by your uncles, cousins, and brothers, and you were told you better not say nothing. You better not go tell nobody nothing. Those are to intergenerational curses that are passed down. We're not handling it, we're not telling it, we're scared it's just abuse going on and on and on. And, and then it makes the victim feel like, what did I do to deserve this? How come this is happening to me? So, and I look at Tamar's situation being in a marriage where they were mean and wicked and God put them to death. She never had a seed until she went and slept with her father-in-law. Could you imagine that? Ladies. Why I'm telling the story is because you're not the only one. You're not the only one who's looking for love in the wrong places. You're not the only one who is being treated bad. You're not the only one who was seeking for something that only God can give. Tamar was traumatized and abused. (sighs) When I say that intergenerational curses can force us to make the wrong marital and parenting choices, despite wanting a better marriage than our parents, or a better childhood for our children, we may helplessly and subconsciously repeat unwanted family patterns. Now, a lot of people will say, like, well, I was grow I was raised where I was beat. I was getting whoopings all the time. I was that chick. Would get my tail toe up in a minute. And I did the same with my kids. I passed down something that was done with me and if you look at the history of African-Americans when we were slaves that's what, what, what that was what was done with us we got weapons from the masters so what did we do we took that history down through the families and that's what we did with our kids i'm not saying it's right or wrong that's what we saw that's what we knew that was learned behavior now to each its own because the bible does say spare the rod, spoil of the child But there's ways I do believe that you can uh, discipline kids without beating them to death. Okay, so on a side note, I was not in my notes, so that was for somebody listening. Okay, so we don't want to repeat unwanted (sighs) patterns from a family. So what is it that you are repeating in your family that you want to stop? You can journalize this today, write in your journal today. That journal we've been talking about, this would be the third week write it down. What you don't want people to know, the shame, the hurt, the guilt, write it down. Because you're not the only one who's experiencing this. But I want you to talk about it, share it. It's time to bring the stuff out of the closet. It is time. It is time for us to quit acting like this is normal because it's not. And you see it all the time. And, and I, I know for a fact in Black families, and I'm not going to sit up here and just talk about Black families, but I'm seeing it a lot with every race, every ethnicity. It is something that we always talk about. You ever hear Hispanics talk about how crazy the mamas is? Or if you date a Hispanic girl, how crazy they'll be. Let me tell you guys something. That is not what you want to experience. And those are things that we have passed down because that's what we have dealt with growing up. My kids all talk about mama being crazy. And my mom was not crazy, but my daddy was. So I, that was passed down to me. That's what I saw. That's what I watched. That's what I experienced. So that's how I act. And every day I have to remind myself, okay, you're not going to cut up like your daddy would. You're not going to cut up like, you know, my daddy's side of the family would. And I'm not trying to act like I'm embarrassed or ashamed. That's just what we were. That's just who we, who we are. But by the blood in the Bible, we have overcame that generational curses have been stopped by the blood and I say right now they stop with me and my daughter would tell me in a minute like mom I was about to turn up and I'm like oh baby please don't be like your mama please don't be like me I don't want that for my family I don't want these curses passed down okay the validity of the intergenerational transfer of marital disruption and the lifelong impact of childhood trauma on parent Child relationship has been extensively studied in the mental health field. That's how serious this is. It is passed down. It is it we are we're giving it to our kids, regardless of if it's abuse, if it's drugs, if it's alcohol. I knew I know parents that tell me all the time that they watch one of the parents always giving the kids alcohol. They let the kids try everything. I grew up just like that. There was nothing, any type of alcohol that was in my house that I was not allowed to try. It was okay. Now, I wasn't trying to be no alcoholic, but it was okay. And I'm not saying that's right, but that's some of the stuff that was passed down. How many times y'all remember growing up and you find out the uncles got your babies drunk while you were gone shopping? You're supposed to be babysitting. Why is my kid drunk? Little things like that, and they laugh about it but it's not okay there's so many other stories that i could tell about you know you leave your you leave your kids with somebody and you find out they was abused while you were gone and or what about the mama's always gotten boyfriends over and they they, they get so drunk the mom passes out well he goes and abuses the kids while she's passed out this stuff happens on a regular the generational curses i know for a fact like I have a patient right now, a client, where she says, none of her sisters are married. All of them are divorced. And she said, I'm praying that my daughter, when she gets married, does not experience that, that she is able to hold her marriage together. And let me tell you guys something, that was something I fought hard for. My mom is divorced, my parents divorced, you know, when I was in high school and I remember thinking like, I was gonna do everything I could to make sure that my kids had one home. So when I had to go see my father, I'd have to split up holidays. I hated that. And I made sure in all the power in me, with Jesus' help, that my kids had one home. They would never, ever split the holidays up. So let me just tell you guys something. We have the power to say, this is not how the story ends. We have the power to say that the final chapter is not here. And I'm going to write the narrative how I want it to be done with the help of the Father. So let me tell you guys something. You have to make that choice and decision. You have to say, I'm not going to pimp my kids out for drugs and alcohol, or I'm not going to let just any and everybody be over at my house with my kids, or I'm just not going to let any and everybody babysit, or I'm just not going to let, I mean, like you got to have some type of standard and, and some type of foundational goals for your life and your household. You can't just let any and everybody around your kids. You'd be surprised the stories I heard as a teacher about what kids be going through. Yeah, my mom's got a new boyfriend this week, so I don't know what we're going to be doing. What? So at first, you know, you don't think, okay, the mom has a new boyfriend. She's moving on with life. I mean, I'm not telling anybody got to stay single, but they were always around the kids. And the kids at school would always talk about it. You'd be surprised, parents, what your kids are telling to the teachers because I heard it all. Oh, yeah, my mama does this and my mama says this. They're going to tell it. So <laughs> I'm just saying, make sure it looks good. Okay, so moving forward. Good people find themselves in abusive relationships or develop abusive parent-child relationships without knowing the root cause. Intergenerational curses and trauma are responsible for some emotional and relationship challenges. So I'm glad we hit this on the note. I'm glad we're talking about this because I was one of those people. I watched my mom be abused for years in my life. So when I got married, I was determined that my husband was going to treat me bad or that i wasn't gonna go through what my mama went through so i was always had this attitude uh no you ain't oh no you're not gonna do this i was always turned up on the left always on 100 my husband can tell you like being married to me at the beginning was hell because i just did not play but it was destroying our marital relationship it was destroying everything that he was building i was building but i did not know how to submit to him in the way that he needed me to be the wife that he wanted and needed and the mother that my kids wanted and needed but I was always on this I'm not going to go through what my mama went through because I never got a chance to heal I never got a chance to counsel with someone about that was wrong what you experienced in life you never should have seen that you never should have witnessed that and your mama didn't deserve that so and so and so Hindsight, I was always angry and mad, and always treating him bad. Always watching everything he did, like never trusting. Because what my daddy did, I just assumed that's what he would do. And my husband was nothing like that, so I was putting my husband through unnecessary abuse, and and going through craziness because that's what I had witnessed growing up. So then I had to learn that he's nothing like my father, and I had to start trusting him. And healing, I had to go through healing, you guys. So when I tell you guys this stuff, when we talk about the story of Tamar, she went through a lot. She went through unnecessary drama. But those men were chosen for her. It isn't like today. So I wonder even if we'd have better relationships and marriages if someone was actually picking your spouses. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always asked from my friends, is this the one? Because they know I know. But I can read through stuff because I have discernment from God. And I'm going to tell you guys something. (sighs) Don't ask people for information that you really don't want to know. Do not ask it. Because when we tell you, you go all the way left mad. And then we're like, well, you asked. And that's why I was telling you how many of you guys would have been receptive when you found out. That when someone told you he's not the one for you or how many like I spoke on the on the podcast last week, a lot of the women I know are dating these married men. You know, he's not the one for you, but you're still in this relationship, hoping and praying, believing that he's going to leave his wife and kids for you. Why is that okay for you? Why is that all right? Why do you not think you deserve more? And that's why I say with women today, I had the pleasure of working in the um The abuse shelter, um, families in crisis, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, the stuff that people are going through, you just have to count your blessings because people are really going through it. So I'm going to ask you again today in your journal, write about something that you know you need to talk about. What in your family has been passed down? Psychological trauma, emotional trauma, emotional abuse. Who do you need to forgive that did something to you? That don't mean you go back and start a relationship with them. But who do you need to forgive and move on and heal? God wants you to heal. He does not want you to stay in that gap of hurt. Break the chains. Break the cycle. Heal. Do not continuously carry your kids through drama because you don't know how to be an adult yet. Heal. Get the help you need. And heal. It's not okay for your kids to continuously go through cycles because you don't know how to be a parent. It's not okay that you allow yourself to go through cycles because that's all you saw growing up. And that's what mom and them said was okay. No, it's not. I did it. I know I did it. My kids talk about it today. And all I can do is apologize. All I can do is apologize. It's nothing I'm proud of, but I did not heal before I had kids. And I put my kids through a lot. So go ahead, parents, families, heal. Do not pass down that psychological, psychological unnecessary trauma and abuse that's unnecessary if you can help it. I remember one time working with a patient. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. I still think about her. She had been raped so many times by family members. She was in the hospital on suicide watch. All she wanted to do was take her life because she didn't feel worthy of life because she had been abused so much for years. Nobody believed her. Nobody did. So as she got older, all she did was act out. So one day we were in the hospital and I was counseling with her and I got to praying with her, praying with her, and stuff started coming out and she was talking about it. And I was like, So in my mind, I understood because I had been abused. So I was like, wow. So I kept praying with her, praying with her. But anyway, this girl would have anxiety attacks to the extent they were like um, people who had asthma attacks. She would completely just lose her breath. And I'm not talking about people you see with anxiety attacks, you know. And I'm not trying to make any make anxiety attack better than worse than another anxiety attack, because having anxiety to me is just it's hard to deal with. I know it is, and bless anybody's heart who is dealing with it. But this patient of mine would literally have a full blown asthma attack, and then her records didn't show that she had asthma. So she, I was counseling with her one day, and she went into a full blown anxiety asthma attack. And I'm going to tell you, when she, we finally got it under control, we had to send her to, ER, to the ER. We had to flee her. And when she came back, I immediately prayed for her healing. Praying for her to heal. Because that's how deep-rooted those issues were. And that's not how God wants you to live. And that's not what his desire is for the women and children of the world. Or men. It's not his desire. And it's not Okay. And, and I thought in my head, shame on those who thought this was okay. And we all say hurt people, hurt people. But it's not okay. It's not. And if you're dealing with this, get the help you need. Do not sit and take it because it's not okay. This girl was going to take her life. The enemy had her believing that was the only way out. Was to die. So whatever gift. Or qualifications or whatever God had in store for her. She was going to end it all. But let me understand. Let me tell you guys something. I got it better than anybody. Because I remember thinking that was the only thing left for me. Was to end my life. Not to deal with the psychological trauma of my past. Things that had happened to me that were out of my control. Because hurt people hurt people, right? And it's okay, right? Because, you know, it's happened. And we didn't deal with it. So it was just passed on and it keeps passing on. Even though I did not hurt my kids to the the extent that I was hurt, I still hurt my kids. So still the generational intergenerational curse was passed down. And let me tell you guys something. When I learned that's what I was doing, I got control over. I got healing and got to a good church and I worked out my issues with a counselor and everything. Do what you need to do to heal. It's not okay. It's not okay. Okay, do you find yourself always in abusive relationships? Do you feel like you know the right things to do in a relationship but find yourself making the wrong choices? The God who has sovereignly rescued rescued Tamar sees you and he wants you to rewrite your story. I'm sorry, I said this wrong. My bad. He wants to rewrite your story. God created us for relationships, and he cannot be overwhelmed by our burdens or concerns. God has an open invitation for you to come to him with everything that weighs you down. Matthew 11:28, 28, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. If you need to talk to someone, contact me. I'm a counselor, a life coach, actually a Christian counselor and I do praying and deliverance and I don't play. So if you don't want to deal with your issues, I'm not the chick to call. Because I'm going to break it down and we're gonna talk about it. They're gonna be like, "Well, I want to talk about it next week." We're gonna talk about your issues and we're gonna have the Bible in it and we are going to deal with the generational curse that has been passed down. We're gonna bind, rebuke, and we're gonna get deliverance because you d- d- you deserve a better life and so do your kids. It's not okay to be in these abusive relationships. It's not okay to think that I'm a date a married man and that's all God has for me. It's not. God says I want to rewrite your story. But he cannot do it if you don't want to do it christ has redeemed us from every curse galatians 3 13. we need to receive and, re- and enforce our freedom from generational curses the law activates generational curses but the death and resurrection of jesus christ has set us free from generational curses spiritually you can enforce your victory over generational curses by praying Fasting and declaring God's word concerning your freedom from curses. Consider reaching out to your pastor, me as a counselor. There's books you can read on generational curses. You can also ask God to lead you to the right therapist. If you don't want to trust me, call somebody. But get the help you need. Process what you've been through and heal. You matter to God and God wants wants what's best for you. On this day, you can mark the beginning of your freedom from generational curses. Okay? So, I know this was deep, but I wanted to bring it up because when I'm counseling women, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm seeing. Even as a teacher, as an educator, I'm going back in this year and I'm already concerned of what I'm going to hear. And I'm telling you, I'm so blessed. I have always had a relationship with my students. They come tell me everything. And they know, B- they know that I'm going to pray. They know I'm going to pray over them. They come to me, Ms. Blake. I even, I hit my, hurt my head outside at recess. Can you pray? They know I'm on it. So let me tell you guys something. I want you guys to understand that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you because he loves you so much. He wants you to have a better life. And I know you're thinking, I didn't get on Sharita's podcast or vlog to hear all this, but that's what this is about. I told you that I took that time off. To really make sure how i wanted my podcast to go you might get a new podcast one day we won't even talk about stuff like this but today i felt the need because i am counseling women left and right and this is what i'm hearing the curses the curses the curses that are flowing through they're flowing through the kids it's been passed down and it's time for it to end it is time for it to stop and you've got to decide today that i'm not gonna allow my family and my kids to continuously go through this I'm going to live a life that is better than this because Jesus has died on the cross. He has sent his blood for me to have a better life. We can heal and God wants you to heal. Okay, so I know that was a lot for some of you guys. I know that you might be like, okay, I can't share this podcast with anybody, but if you choose to, please share it. Please tell people to subscribe and, you know, send this out. I'm, I'm sorry it was this deep, but it needed to be. If this wasn't for you, praise God. But I know women and families that are going through it and it is time for us to heal. So you want to contact me. My number is 940-247-0619. Contact me. I'm here. Send me messages. And like I said, if this is something you're interested in, subscribe and share. I know you weren't expecting it, but thank you for listening and paying attention. And once again, welcome to an episode of Shishi Podcast and Vlog. Thank you guys so much for listening and being on today's episode. I am so blessed and thankful that you guys are following me, listening to me, and just giving me your attention. And like I said, if you want to go back and read Tamar's stories, it's Genesis chapter 38. It's crazy, but it's what women are going through. It's what women are dealing with. But anyway, you guys be blessed and take care. And until next time, I can't wait. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a podcast to Sharita's blog. All right. I already missed you guys. Take care. Bye.